I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. Today's guest writes some of the most suspenseful and intriguing books in our community. Wendy Hudson, welcome and thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. The Island Between Us, your last book, is a gripping story of survival. For anyone who hasn't read it, tell them a bit about what to expect. And if it were made into a TV series, who would you cast as Georgia, Kelsey, and my girl, Havana? (laughs) So it's a group of 10 people stranded on a remote Scottish island. They've all got their very different reasons for being there. Plenty of issues between them all. One of them's a survival expert, which is very helpful in that situation. For me, it was always a story of human nature, how different people react in these types of situations. And I like to think that adversity actually brings out the best in people. And there's a romance as well. It's always like my afterthought. And yeah, if it was a series, I think I'd basically steal all my actresses from Game of Thrones. I mean, you've got Rose Leslie. I think she'd be a great Georgia. She's Scottish as well, which is a boner. Natalie Dormer definitely has the smarts to survive, I think. (laughs) And Bella Ramsey, maybe a little bit older. She's got to be Havana. She's got that attitude. You know, I don't think sleeping in a cave is like, that's just like a normal Tuesday for her. So, yeah. I stayed up until about two o'clock in the morning finishing that a few days ago. And oh my gosh, I was nervous the whole time. Really? I know if I were in this book, I would have probably have died at the very beginning. (laughs) Do you know, there's always normally one, isn't there? But I decided, no, I'll I'll give them all a fair crack at it. (laughs) Can you give us a sneak peek of what you will be releasing next? Um, Yes, I was actually just, I've been writing all afternoon today. I'm really excited for this one. Um, It's my fifth book. It feels like a bit of a landmark. It's called Perfectly Innocent and it's set in Glasgow, which is actually quite different for me. My other books are all rural locations, mountains and locks. And it centers around four women who, for reasons, end up investigating a kind of shady goings on of a celebrity chef in the city. And this one actually has a lot of dark humor, which I am a little bit nervous about. I think it can be tricky to balance that with actually what is some quite serious situations. But yeah, I'm about halfway through, hopefully due for release next next month. Year, sorry. <laughs> next month, oh my <laughs> God. Next month, wow. <laughs> yeah, palpitations. <laughs> You're so fast at writing. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you won a Goldie for your debut, Four Steps. Where did you get the inspiration for the story? And what did winning an award for your first book do for your confidence? So I don't know if you read Four Steps, but the first few chapters are actually based around my own experience, um, climbing that mountain, sleeping in the box. I remember kind of sitting two thirds of the way up the mountain. It was raining, of course. My tea was like lukewarm, but I had chocolate, so that was good. And I just looked down in the valley and this rain cloud came across and a rainbow appeared. It still sounds very cheesy. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to write about this. You know, this is the start of my book. I couldn't believe when it won the Goldie. I was so new to the whole lesbic world. I didn't even know they existed. And I did have a moment of thinking, okay, maybe I'm not completely shite at this. But it didn't last very long, I'm afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I actually read that one as well. And also very nervous the whole time. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. okay. I take my Apple Watch off so it doesn't show me my heart rate going up. (laughs) (laughs) 
which of your characters is the most like you? Gosh, so people ask me this a lot and it, it probably sounds a bit of a stock answer because I've heard a, a lot of authors answer this way, but I think there's a little bit of me in all my characters, even the not so lovely ones, if I'm honest. I can probably relate most to Erin from Mind to Keep in terms of her backstory. That was uh, quite close to home. I think that's why I could write that story so quickly. But when I grow up, I definitely want to be Georgia, for sure. She's so sorted. It makes you sick, honestly. If I'm ever stranded anywhere, I want Georgia to be there to save me. Definitely. When I spoke to Claire Ashton, she told me how funny you were and how she thinks you should be writing rom-coms. <laughs> she actually said she's wasted writing that suspenseful stuff. I don't know why she's not writing comedy. Do you have any plans to make her happy and take a break from writing suspense to give us a romantic comedy? She needs to stop telling people that. <laughs> It's actually the first time I met Claire, I told her a story. It was kind of true life. Yeah, and she ever since then, she keeps telling me it would make a great rom-com. So I think my problem is, because I have actually tried to write pure romance in the past. I mean, Four Steps started out as a romance, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But somehow, you know, someone always ends up murdered and like people just don't find that funny. (laughs) But for making Claire Ashton laugh, maybe I should try harder. Maybe I should, but I'd love to see Astrid at my publisher, Ilva's face, if I submitted a rom-com. <laughs> if I pitched that to her. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I don't know. If you start writing a book and it ends up going from a romance to a murder, I don't know. You have a dark side, I think, that we need to explore. It's been said. <laughs> It's one of those things when people kind of read your book and especially people close to you, I think, and it kind of worries them a little bit. Like, where did you get this from, Wendy? Where did your mind go to come up with this? I can't explain it, I'm afraid. I'll never tell where the bodies are buried. No, please don't. <laughs> Which of your couples would you most like to meet at the pub for a drink? I think Georgia and Kelsey. Maybe because they're so fresh in my mind. I mean, can we not just have like a whole big group get together? Although I might need to go back and rewrite that at least one of them likes football Um, because I actually realized today I'm a huge football fan and I don't think any of my characters have been football fans and I actually can't believe it. I'm actually just going to make a note here for my new book. (laughs) One of them needs to love football. So yeah, Georgia, Georgia and Kelsey though, I think if I had to pick. I've seen your Facebook and your Instagram and you post a lot of pictures of beer. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's a pretty important part of your life. Um, yeah, I don't have a problem, honestly. So, um, <laughs> I know, I got, I really got into craft beer, like maybe 10 years ago or something. So I quite, quite like hunting out new breweries and sort of obscure beers and taking pretty pictures of them, basically. Uh, I do enjoy it. My partner's a big beer drinker, but I mean, she appreciates beer. I can't. I'm a wine girl. Yeah. See, I like both. We even went out to a little bar the other night and it's a beer place and I got wine and it was horrible because they don't know anything about wine. So I tried a beer and it was it was a cider. If I ever come to visit you, I'll try to drink a beer with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick something good, honest. Hello, um, okay. my girlfriend, I keep trying to make her try it and she's like, this is disgusting, Wendy. <laughs> why, would you, why would you do this to me? <laughs> At the age of 30, you wrote a bucket list and write a book was one of the things listed. You clearly achieved that goal. What else was on your list and have you completed all of them? It was kind of a mad list. It was quite short, but it was very activity based. And I did it on a bit of a whim, probably after too many beers. 
and then just thought why not let's just do it i mean i was 30 and i still hadn't got my driver's license so i did that <laughs> yeah so i have my license now i like hate driving well still did it oh so i did my first couple of sailing certificates so i always wanted to try sailing got my first few certificates and then i capsized and then i never wanted to do that again <laughs> i learned to ski which i'm actually not bad at now um, although I get proper anxiety before I go to the top of any mountain, then I get to the bottom and I think it's the best thing ever. And it's just this like constant battle. Um, and then the other thing was learning to surf, which I was absolutely terrible at and I'm never going to try again. But I think I've, I've overall won. You know, I gave it all a good go and the book thing definitely stuck anyway. <laughs> That's good. At least you achieved them. Yeah, I've just actually turned 40 as well now. And now I'm thinking, oh, goodness me, do I need another bucket list? <laughs> I'm 51, so I definitely need to do something because I'm getting up there. <laughs> Your books are available on audio and are narrated by Ruth. You're a cart. <laughs> okay. What makes her a good narrator for your books? So Ruth, um, it was really important that she was able to do a kind of authentic Scottish accent, not a sort of generic Hollywood type one. You know, there would be lots of characters, different parts from Scotland of Scotland and I just think she's got really great tone and pacing as soon as I heard her audition clip I just immediately thought yeah that's the person honestly though I've only listened to probably about three and a half chapters in total of my books because it completely cringes me out to listen to them like it makes me want to tear my face off I to see anyone I'll never understand anyone who rereads their own books or listens to their own books of like physically shuddering here thinking about it but I have a very good friend who assures me that Ruth is fantastic and my publisher <laughs> loves her as well because they've used her for a number of our Scottish uh, writers so she's great so you're not one of those people who takes a hike and listens to your own book oh god no <laughs> I mean I just know <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I listen, I'm like, oh, Mark, did I write that? Why did no one tell me? <laughs> so, no, worst nightmare. <laughs> How did you meet your girlfriend, fellow author Crystal Chard? And what did she do to make you laugh? <laughs> so I met her around five years ago, actually, at Elcon, which was Lesbian Book Festival in Bristol. I was on a panel with, I think, a number of romance authors. And we got asked a question around reoccurring themes within our book. And I came out basically with something a bit dark and a bit inappropriate after <laughs> my fellow authors had all answered with really lovely things. And Claire Ashton and Gabby Benson were actually both there. They were just in the front row shaking their heads like, oh my goodness, Wendy, I can't believe you said that. But there was this one girl in the audience. I remember just seeing her nodding her head and just laughing like she understood. And that was Crystal. So we have been friends ever since then. And we actually just got together in the last year. And as for making me laugh, she likes to call me Fade to Black Hudson because I don't write sort of full on sex scenes, which does make me laugh a lot. <laughs> but uh, I actually wound her up a little bit about this question. You should have seen her face. I kind of pretended to struggle to think about how she makes me laugh. And then her face <laughs> when I did that really made me laugh as well. So she was all like, all oh, right, so basically my f it's just my face in general that makes you laugh. Like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so You two are certainly quite adorable. Thank you very much. She's hiding in the other room right now. I was like, <laughs> can you close all the doors, please? You can't listen to me do this. <laughs> Speaking of Gabby Benson, she's one of your good friends. What does her friendship mean to you? Did she put you up to this question? No, she did not. But I'm sure she would have if I would have asked her. <laughs> 
we have a very strict rule about admitting publicly how much we admire and respect and value each other. So I'm not sure how much more I can say. <laughs> no, it's funny, actually, because our friendship came from writing for the same publisher. But I think because we write such different books, we're not necessarily that go-to person for each other with the book stuff, you know, beyond the general get your book writing encouragement. I think Aussies and Brits have quite similar humour which I think is why we hit it off in the first place. Um, but we actually just have a ton of other shared interests. Uh, although we live in different countries and we have visited each other, the conversation just never really ends with her. Um, and that's what I love about it. Actually, one of the first people I had on my podcast, and we just literally laughed for like 20 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. She's great fun, Gabby. She's okay. super fun. I've said too much nice things about her now. I'm going to have to go and text <laughs> her some of you saw something to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> You grew up an army kid. Which countries did you live in? And what do you love about Scotland, where you currently live? I'm actually originally from Northern Ireland. Why my accent's a bit strange. I spent my first years there. Um, and then I was in Germany for a long time before I came back to England. And I moved to Scotland in my late 20s. And I just love the scenery up here. I just fell in love with the scenery. You know, even living in Glasgow, I can be in the hills or on the coast within like 45 minutes. I love being outdoors. There's definitely a lot of that in Scotland. And when you get you sort of head to the highlands, you can just really lose yourself. And I enjoy being anywhere that doesn't involve people. So it really worked out. I'm going to make you my Scotland person if ever I visit that country. Oh, definitely. I'll take you for beer. Excellent. See, I like to have somebody in every country. So that way, when I plan vacations, definitely someone to show me around. <laughs> do you like hiking? Do you like getting out? I do. Definitely. Do. Describe your perfect day. I'm all about the small things. I quite like simple. Would be quite a simple day, I think. Probably starts with Crystal bringing me coffee in bed, which she does every morning. I can picture, I don't know, a remote cottage by the coast. Maybe pack a lunch, head for the hills. There'd be a hot bubble bath to warm up because it's probably rained because Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Steak for dinner, red wine, a log fire, all that kind of thing. I'd probably kick Crystal's ass at Scrabble and then she'd kick my ass at backgammon. <laughs> <laughs> We both have our strength. And then I fade to black. There you go. <laughs> oh, there'd be ice cream as well at some point. I actually was talking to someone about your book and I used the phrase fade to black because they're like, oh, is there sex in it? Because they like all the sex. And I'm like, no, it's more fade to black. She's like, eh, I don't know. Oh, did that just lose me a sale? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, strange, the fade to black thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe if it was pure romance, maybe, you know, I would be a little bit more explicit I don't know but I just feel like my books don't really call for it because they have that kind of suspense crime element to them but never say never well I feel like they have to fade to black because they have to get prepared to be near death well, exactly I mean so you got to do the business and then you move on so you can survive. Yeah, I mean, after all that trekking and like everything they went through, I was like, I mean, I at least also need to give them a bath in the river or something as well. <laughs> <laughs> what are your three favorite sapphic books? This one always gets me. So, I mean, clearly I've just got to back my people here, haven't I? So I'm going <laughs> to go Rough Around the Edges by Crystal Chard, Blinging It by Gabby Benson and Poppy Jenkins by Claire Ashton. Very good choice. And I don't know why you picked them. No, those. no. I really don't. I'm not biased whatsoever. <laughs> Flinging It is one of the only books about cheating that I actually like. Yeah, I thought it was a great book. I think she did it really well. It was a great book. And Alec, oh, I hated that guy so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Poppy Jenkins, I read, I read that in like one go on a train to London and I was texting Claire the whole time. It just made me happy. It really made me happy, that book. It's fabulous. Yeah. And Rough Around the Edges, I know clearly I 
am biased. But I just thought it was, it was a really different subject matter, actually. Not a typical kind of romance. And I did read it while we were together, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, thanks so much for joining me. It was a pleasure, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Wendy Hudson for joining me. To purchase Wendy's books, visit ilva-publishing.com or Amazon. To support this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash sapphiclaura or join my Patreon at patreon.com slash sapphicbookreviewpod where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of this week's with Wendy Hudson. Thanks so much for listening and until next time, happy reading. Would you rather be known for your intelligence or your good looks? Do you not need to have either one of those? <laughs> so you can answer that question. <laughs> if I did, though, I would go for intelligence, for sure. Oh, I'm shallow. I always would go with it. Oh, really? <laughs> if I'm intelligent, people have expectations. If I'm good looking, no one has any. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, okay. can I switch my answer? <laughs> Would you rather quit beer or coffee for the rest of your life? That's not a serious question, is it? <laughs> I'm just imagining how miserable my life would be without either. <laughs> I think beer. I give up beer. No, no. Coffee. <laughs> no beer. Wait, does tea exist? Okay. I can still have tea. Yeah, of course. Okay, then I'm giving up coffee. I'm all about the loopholes here. <laughs>